Thanks for listening to another Jags podcast. This is going to be our Jalen Ramsey episode. And you know what? This is our final Jalen Ramsey episode, maybe ever. We kind of had the same moment about Dante Fowler when he got traded. It was like, man, we talked about this guy so much, and this is going to be the last time that we do it. And this is it. We're all excited. Before we do that, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Another Jags Pod, Instagram, Another Jags Pod as well. We put cut-ups of film breakdowns. You can follow me on my personal Twitter if you want. Uh, that's at jtrent904. Uh, admittedly, it's, there's going to be some basketball tweets about the Orlando Magic, a, um, you know, whatever else is going on in the world. But like I said, today is going to be all about Jalen. It's going to be all about Jalen Ramsey, but not not so much like Jalen himself, because like we're all like we're done, and like we I asked for your Twitter responses for how you feel, and pretty much everyone's like, well, I'm I'm glad it's over, and I am too. So it's not going to be just about Jalen Ramsey, but it's about realistically what are we gonna get back what's our team gonna look like without Jalen Ramsey you know these are the things that are more important than Jalen Ramsey the person honestly players come and go players come and go uh the Jags will be our team no matter what so uh, without further ado let's jump right into your Twitter reactions and you know um, if you it's from Noah Bennett and he's at the Noah Bennett and shout out to the Noah Bennett. He's been doing some great stuff on Twitter. So give him a follow and check out what he's been doing. And he sums it up with three words. Happy but hurt. I think that's perfect. Like we're all happy it's over. We're all happy we got some return for him. But we're all a little hurt. You know, and it's not just because we, we love Jalen Ramsey. I think, you know, if we can get honest with ourselves for a moment. We had one of the best players in the league on our team and he didn't want to be here. We had a future Hall of Famer. And he didn't want to be here. So that's why people are hurt. You know, like I said, players come and go. But why are we unable to make a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, happy in Jacksonville? I think that's what's kind of riling everybody up. If we get down to the essence of it. Is it Tom Coughlin? Is it Shot Khan? Is it Doug Marone? That, that's what people are trying to figure out. And people are trying to, they, they want to point it on Tom Coughlin because it's easy. Look, Tom Coughlin's a hard-nosed, old-school guy. Him and Jan Ramsey obviously aren't going to get along. And that probably is the reason. But we don't really know. Honestly, if we're being honest with ourselves, Jalen Ramsey is the type of guy that wants to be in the spotlight. He wants to be, honestly, L.A. would be, there's probably no better place he'd rather be than L.A. Like, good for him, dude. Like, he's, he's living his best life now, probably. And look... Don't beat yourself up over it as fans. Don't beat yourself over it as the team wasn't good enough for Jalen. Uh, the fans weren't good enough for Jalen. The city. Look, he's had this plan in the works for a while. We've talked about this on this show. This is this was not some whimsical thing that Jalen Ramsey decided that he wanted to do a couple weeks ago. Follow follow the timeline here. He goes on a Taylor Luan's podcast, a rival podcast of the, his team. Hosted by two players that are not only rivals of the Jaguars, but are known outspoken proponents against the Jaguars. Goes on his podcast and says that he, he could see himself in another city. 
Okay. Then he has this like phantom blow up against Doug Marone in the Texans game. In a game where we should have won at the end of the game. We should have, we were a foot away from winning the game, quite literally on the two point conversion. Early in the game, Ramsey blows up at Marone for not challenging a call that Marone probably would have lost the challenge on. And it really wasn't even that close. And Jalen's mad about it. Like creating beef on the sidelines, causing issues on the sidelines. And then, oh, what happens the next week after the Texans? What do you know? It's a Thursday night primetime game against the Titans where all the attention is on Jalen Ramsey. We're the only game on TV, NFL Network. We have all the so-called analysts. And what's the major story of the entire night? It's Jalen Ramsey demands a trade. Brilliant. Brilliantly thought out. You know, looking at what happened with Antonio Brown and what's happened in the past with players that are unhappy, we usually see them move pretty quick. Not in this case. In this case, John Conn dug his boots in. Look, Sean Conn's a shrewd businessman, man. You don't get to where you're at. If you haven't read the Wikipedia on Shot Conn, you need to go do that after you finish this podcast. It's amazing. The man, his life has been amazing. He is a shrewd businessman. You think one loudmouth defensive back, one commodity is going to stir him up. Think about how much Shot Conn's worth, billions. What's Jalen Ramsey worth to him? Millions? The lower end of those millions? Shotcon's looking at Jalen as a commodity. And honestly, if you ask me, trading Jalen Ramsey for two first-round picks, that's maximizing a commodity that no longer wants to be with your company. Look, if, if you track what the rest of the league is saying about the trade, people are saying the Jaguars got a haul, they got a steal, saying they, you know, they got a bunch for Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you got to remember though, like, like the, the the national media doesn't know how good Jalen is. Like, like they know Jalen's good. There's no doubt. I mean, it's not a secret. But Jags fans know how good he is. Like the ability to carry a defense, the ability to you know shut down literally the best of the best. Because we watch him every week. We know how good he is. The national media, though, they you know they don't know that much about him, but they still know. They still think that you know we came out on top. All right, let's get back to, to your comments. I mean, this is this podcast about y'all. So I, I rant sometimes. I, I apologize. I've gotten better. I've gotten better, though. All right, so let's hit, let's hit what, what else y'all have to say. Brent Papineau has a lot of good things to say about it. He says, the best thing from here on out is to talk about the guys on the team, not some guy from the Rams. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. I like it. Um, he, he, he did say... Uh, that the longer this went on, he thinks that the deal would get worse for us and that we should have taken the Ravens deal. If it was, if it was a real deal, uh, would have another tight end that could help us now. That's true. Uh, that's a good point. I think a couple of people have mentioned that about the Ravens deal being better because it included Hayden Hurst. Um, but two things about that. Uh, the first thing is I don't think the Jags are in the win now mode that the fans are in. I don't think the front office is in the, this is our window right now mode. Let's get a tight end. As so much, the Jags are more in the front office. They're more like, we have Nick Foles for the next four years. We have a pretty young defense. We have some nice weapons on the offense and our offensive line on paper should be a top unit. 
So I don't think they're exactly looking at it the same way that we are. And in their minds, they probably view Josh Oliver as better than Hayden Hurst. Like they, I mean, they do. I mean, look at the way they draft. They draft guys late that they're sold out on. So I fully expect them to think that Oliver is better than Hayden Hurst. But that's just, that's just my guess. Some of you are not so happy with Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Zach, and he's Zach D. Drum on Twitter. He says, I hope that bum has to play with Blake Bortles as his starter for the next five years. <laughs> Blake Bortles at quarterback, Dante Fowler at defensive end, and Jalen Ramsey at defensive back. I love it. I love it. Uh, the King in the North, and he's at Ajon underscore Stark, says, I imagine a Yon contract will be taking place soon. Yeah, I, I would think so too, although Yon Kengakwe has been nothing short of pathetic lately. You know, you know how many tackles Yannick Kengakwe had last game? One. He had one tackle against the, the Saints. You, you want to put blame places? Can you imagine if Ngakwe had a $100 million deal and he came away with one tackle? Yeah, I think that um, the front office might have been doing him a favor by not making him the highest paid defensive end in the league because he would be getting murdered by the fans right now. He would be getting murdered for his production this year. Courtney, and Courtney's at Motor City 42 says, it sucks to trade an all-pro for a lottery ticket, but he wasn't going to play for Jacksonville again anyway, so it's a great haul. Yeah, that's true. It, that's it. It does suck to trade an all-pro. But look, everyone's everyone's you know is caught up on, on what these trade what the what these picks are going to be right. Uh, like we're looking at the Rams. Like people are looking at the Rams schedule this year. They're like, all right, they're three and three. They play the Falcons. That's probably a win. They play the Bengals next. That's probably a win. The Steelers. Who knows? That's probably a win. The Bears. And they're trying to do these like mathematical equations. I know that's what people want to hear. They want to hear like what's realistic. Look, the Rams are three and three. Six games is almost enough of a sample size to kind of project where they're going to finish. And so let's do that. Okay. So let's say they finish eight and eight. Okay. People aren't really as big on Jared Goff as they used to be. So uh, Jared Goff is, I mean, I was, I was reading, I, I have no life. I was reading the, the LA Rams subreddit and I was just trying to read what the LA fans kind of thought about getting Jalen. Obviously, they're super pumped justifying trading the two first round picks away. Um, but it's funny because there's like a groundswell movement kind of against Goff. Like he's the problem. Like he's the issue. I mean, look, they got they got a top paid halfback, although he's not playing. Top paid D end and or D tackle and Aaron Donald. Top paid DB next year, Jalen Ramsey. Look, I mean, the Rams are trying to win now. Like all you guys that want the Jaguars to make moves, like to go after these guys to bring the, the, that they would be making moves like the Rams are, and it's exciting, but it screws you for the future. The Rams have no first round picks for like the next like three years, but it's not about like where you're picking. It's not about where they finish because eight and eight would be middle of the pack. But look, the Jaguars are looking at four picks in the first round in the next two years. Do you know you could get with four picks in the first round for the next two years? If you go up to whoever has the first pick in 2020 and you want Tua, who probably is going to win the Heisman Trophy, and you say, hey, um, we'll give you four first-round draft picks for the next two years in exchange for your pick for Tua. 
like they wouldn't have to do that. And, and I'm not even saying they should do that because I know everyone's riding the Minshew train and we got foals. But what I'm saying is like they could get anybody they want. They can get any player they want with that many first round picks. That's exciting, man. That's super exciting. So I'm more excited about the future for this team than I am about like what's going on right now. All right, we're going to take a quick break to get a word from the sponsors. Um, they're the people that make this go. And uh, so support them, whatever it is, whatever the, whatever the ad is, support them. Uh, hang tight, and then we'll be right back and finishing up the rest of your Twitter comments and questions. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast. This is the post-Jalen Ramsey episode one. If you haven't yet followed us on Instagram, make sure you do. We're at another Jags pod and Twitter, another Jags pod as well. Look, we're getting to your Twitter comments and your questions. Look, this episode is really about you guys. We have a huge following of downloaders, and it's because people like to put their opinion out there. People like to be heard because we have a lot to say. So this is like a group forum. One of these days, I'm going to create a website with a forum where the the moderators don't go in and abuse the people that listen to it. <laughs> Imagine that. So anyways, we're getting to what you guys have to say because that's what's super important. And man, you guys responded a lot to this Jalen Ramsey saga. Jason Rat, and he's at RatHCP, says, It sucks that it came to this, but also glad that they finally did something. He was just going to keep making excuses to not play. So let's get two first rounders out of him while we can. Hope he's happy. I'm assuming Jason Rat doesn't have a lot of like uh, disgruntled ex girlfriends because that's a very optimistic, positive way to outlook. Like, I wish in my past relationships I was able to say, look, it wasn't going to work. Let's just salvage what we can. And I hope you're happy. <laughs> it's true, though. That is kind of how we all feel. The Kenny at KNNTHP3 says, out of curiosity, what made the Rams trade better than the Eagles? Weren't the Eagles offering two firsts and a tight end? Again, like I kind of talked about this in the first segment. The Eagles are probably better than the Rams. I know the Rams made the Super Bowl last year, but the Eagles are probably better than the Rams. And look, Hayden Hurst is, is a tight end. He's not, he's not an elite tight end. He's not a good tight end. He's not a proven tight end. He's a tight end. I guarantee you the Jaguars front office thinks that Josh Oliver is a better tight end than Hayden Hurst. Uh, they wouldn't have taken Josh Oliver in the third round if they didn't think he was good. Look, the, the, the Jags don't draft for need. They never have. They draft best available player. So they took Josh Oliver thinking that he was the best available player at that spot. And knowing how good the Jags are at identifying talent in later rounds, I would... I'd agree. I, I would say without seeing a single snap, I think Josh Oliver is better than Hayden Hurst. <laughs> Patrick, and he's at Patrick85, says, I do not consider the Jags to be out of the playoff race. However, they could use some help. Do you see the Jags making any other moves via trade or free agency to improve the season? I don't. I do not see them making any moves. Look, they're, they're not out of the playoff race, but being realistic, they're not a playoff team. If they made the playoffs... They would probably lose in a spanking in the first round. Look, look, I know teams catch fire late in the year, and I know you know we were two wins away from being four and four against the Bengals and the Jets. But at this end of the day, I've seen this team, man, and they they probably aren't going to be a wild card team. Look, 
The Texans are good. The Colts are good. We're the third best team right now in the in the AFC. Look, we're we're gonna be here doing podcasts every week regardless. Like I'm not I'm not saying like bail, but this team has a lot of young talent and has a lot of draft picks coming up. This team was already built for sustainability before the injury of Nick Foles. And now with one year off with a Nick Foles injury, they stockpiled picks to sustain even longer. So in essence, we sacrificed a year this year to lengthen our sustainability of our franchise. Does that, does that make sense at all? <laughs> I have no clue. At this point, I don't know what I'm saying. Jags fanatic, and he's at Boricuato13. Uh, I can't really pronounce your name. Uh, he says, honestly, my thoughts are F Jalen Ramsey. Hope he's back, or hope his back is really effed up. And he has a career-ending injury. That's a little strong there, Jags fanatic. Um, don't. <laughs> I understand the anger. Um, but <laughs> you never want to wish injury on anybody. Uh, Brett Fearer, and, he, and he's at Bread Fear 3, says, Mostly relieved it's over. Haven't really missed him the past few weeks. And I feel like him not being out on the field was a major factor in the losses since it all began. Just have to be hopeful the front office uses picks from the trade wisely. Knock on wood. I think they will. I think, like I said, I think they'll package those trades together and move up and get someone they really like. Why not? Take, you know, take the Jags pick, take the Rams pick, trade it up. Take the Jags pick, take the Rams pick, 2021, trade it up. You're trading top 10 every year, next two years, guaranteed. If you have a top 10 pick from the Jags, you have a top five pick. Trading up. Easy. Um, don't stockpile me for mid to late first rounders. Those guys are roll the dice, dude. Give me a top 10. Give me a top 10 guy. That's what I want. Trade up. And I think that's what they're doing. Lesby friend 69. That's a, a, a terribly uh, disturbing name. And he's at Dave K 7592 says, I'm actually okay with it. Too much drama involving Jalen. I'm glad it's all over. Finally. Now we can focus on the game and not have all this added drama. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, and the Kenny at the K and says he agrees. And the drama was too much, but I, I'm going to miss him. He was a legit stud on the team. Yeah. I mean, there was drama, but dude, Minshew Mania drowned it out. Oh, what good timing for that. I was so sick of hearing about Jalen like literally a week after it happened. All of a sudden, we got this mustache mania coming in. Love it. Love it. Love, I love Minshew. And look, I went back and watched the All-22 of the Jags-Saints game, and I'm so glad I did because that I, I'm, I'm more convinced now that Minshew is still good. Dude, the pocket was collapsing a little too fast a lot of times. No receivers were open. Saints were playing so physical. If you haven't gone and listened to the podcast that um, I put out yesterday, um, it's all about what the Saints did to beat us. And it's about the breakdown. And uh, I, I analyzed the film and, you know, it'll really give you an insight on the problems the Jags had. No toes down and they're at no toes down. They do a great podcast. And he said, it's going to be funny when the Rams are awful in a couple of years and Jalen demands a trade again. That would not be a good look for him. But then again, neither was trying to hit up a chick at the Jacks Beach bars and then them posting it up on Twitter and then the baby mama being called out. Yeah, no, that wasn't a good look either, but uh, apparently he doesn't care about his appearance. Joshua Reed, and he's at Speedius Radius, had two good points. He says, as soon as he liked the Instagram video of Minshew getting sacked, I was done with him. 
I mean, that happened like yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I was, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I, honestly, I that's where I, I think that's where everyone is. I think that's where everyone is. When you start hating on Minshew, mm-mm. but you also had another good point, Josh. I liked it when you said, you know, that scene in Coach Carter where the coach kicks someone off the team and the players say, "But he was our best player," and the coach says, "Then I guess we'll have to find a new best player." That's how I feel now. Sad Jalen is gone, but we still have great players. Again, Joshua Reed, you belong in the category of probably you have no disgruntled exes in your life because that is the most positive outlook on the entire situation that you can have. And I think everyone will get there eventually, but right now is not the time for a lot of people to have that mentality. And you, sir, are very mature in putting your emotions aside. Jaguar Steve, and he's at Jaguars AU, says, I'm okay with it. Even if he didn't fall out with the front office, I think he, he would have to gone to free agent anyway, so I'm glad to get two first-rounders for him. It's pretty good. That's it, Steve. That is it, man. That, that is spot on, bro. Like, that is spot on. Even if he didn't fall out with the front office, I think he would have gone to free agency anyways. That's so true. Dude, the dude did not want to be in Jacksonville. Jalen did us a favor by doing all this crap. Because you know what? If we would have tried to hold on to him and then franchise, franchise tag him, look, look, b- best case scenario, we hold on to him. He demands a trade in his fifth-year option when he's getting franchise tagged. He sits out. He holds out. We get nothing for him. Or we trade him next year when he says he wants to trade and he has no value left because his contract's up and we get nothing for him. Look, this could have happened for better time. This could not have happened for better timing. We maximized Jalen Ramsey's value. We like like if there's like a, a a curve of when we when his value starts to diminish and when his when the max amount of snaps at Jacksonville, he's probably at the top of the bell curve for snaps played at Jacksonville, but yet maximizing trade value. Do you feel me on that? Again, I, I'm I'm throwing stuff out there tonight. I <laughs> I think it makes sense though. Um, let's see here. What else we got here on Twitter? Uh, Jagman, and he's at Brian underscore Bravo one ninety five says, "Thanks for helping the rebuild of our team, Ramsey, and the teamwork that it takes to make a great team. You walked into a top notch program with FSU and got spoiled. This is the NFL, dude. Grow up, and you walk out on us. So what? Coaches break you down and build you up. You learn. <laughs> Oof. Jagman is uh unhappy with Jalen Ramsey." Do you think he walked into a top-notch program at FSU? Of course he did. I mean, that's one of the. I mean, look, I'm not an FSU fan, but that FSU team was one of the greatest teams of all time. I think almost. I think 22 of the star of the 22 starters are in the NFL. Were the NFL. Granted, one of those guys was Rashad Green, and we all know how that worked out. All right, we're gonna take one more break. This is gonna be it for the breaks, and then um, we're gonna close it out with segment three. Uh, you guys, just a couple more Twitter comments I want to get to about what you guys had. Um, and then who knows where the rant goes from there. But sit tight and check out these uh, word from our sponsors. They pay the bills around here. And we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast. We are here talking about Jalen Ramsey. It's been, it's been a good night. You know, it has been a good night. We've gotten your emotions on this Jalen Ramsey thing. And it's it's a mixed bag but look the dichotomy of opinions here has really shaped this conversation tonight and that's why i love you guys man you guys are are great and please please keep it coming a couple more twitter things i want to get to your your responses Minshew hype train and he's at sad jags boy 
says, good riddance, to be honest. Lenny is emerging as a locker room leader, and I'm psyched for it. Look, that's true, man. Dude, the, the reports coming out of the sideline reports and the team and the reporters are saying Lenny has made the jump. And you kind of got the feeling it was going to happen when he was like, you know what? I'm going up to the Wyoming. I'm training in the middle of nowhere. No distractions. Getting focused. We all kind of were like, dang, dude, I hope that works. Like, I hope he turns into the back that we all saw in college that just dominated. And he's getting there. He's been good. I've been really, really impressed with Leonard Fournette. I drafted him in a lot of fantasy leagues, but to be fair, I there was a span there of like 10 years where I drafted every Jaguars running back. Like I think Mr. Jones drew, I drafted like for 10 years in a row. Chandler Berger, and he's at Burger King 29, says Ramsey wants to get paid, so we trade him to the team with one of the worst cap situations in the league. The only thing that could make it more fitting would be if Bortles was their quarterback. <laughs> Good point, Chandler. Good point. I'm going to give that a like. That was nice. The Kenny, and he's at KNNTHP, says, you know, it's interesting. His first task as a Ram is to cover Julio Jones. Kind of big for him. Yeah, uh, unless his back is acting up, in which case, you know, I, I, I hate to see, see Jalen out there trying to cover Julio Jones with, with a back that's just, you know, uncomfortable. Maybe get some biofreeze, maybe get a massage. And look, guys. I, we do a lot of joking around on this podcast because, you know, it's the only thing that keeps us sane as, as a Jaguar. But look, we've talked at nauseum about Jalen Ramsey. He is what he is, man. He's a big market guy. And when the Jags drafted him, in the back of my mind, I'd always kind of thought, like, he's a bigger than this city. You know how some players go to teams and they're just bigger than the city? Right? Like, Kevin Durant was bigger than Oklahoma City. He tried to show a little bit of class by not just bailing right away, but he was bigger than Oklahoma City. LeBron James was bigger than Cleveland. It happens all the time, man. It happens all the time in sports. Jalen was bigger than Jacksonville. In his brain, he is. The thing is, though, with defensive backs, is very rarely... Our defensive backs made the top paid defensive backs in the league, and they hold that elite status for a long time. Look, Xavier Howard is the highest paid defensive back in the league. The dude's only 26, though, and he got paid early in his contract. And he's going to be a good player, but they wrapped him up young. The next highest paid defensive back is Josh Norman. That dude's 32. $75 million total value, getting $15 million a year. He's getting paid the same as Calais Campbell and giving you half the production that he is. Tremaine Johnson for the Jets, 29-year-old, $14.5 million a year DB, doing nothing to help that team win. Xavier Rhodes, amazing defensive back. I love Xavier Rhodes. I love his game. $14 million a year, not doing anything to help that team win games. Without an offense, they're not going to win any games. Patrick Peterson for the Cardinals. $70 million. They have one win. Kyle Fuller for the Bears. $14 million a year. He's, he's helping. But I would argue he's not even the best team to back on that team. Eddie Jackson is probably better. Desmond Trufant for the Falcons. $13.7 million a year. Doing, is he doing anything to help the Falcons win games? That Falcons defense looks putrid. A.J. Boye, <laughs> $13.5 million a year. Yeah, you know what? He's the best defensive back on the Jacksonville Jaguars, hands down. 
but honestly, AJ Boyer wraps up the top eight defensive backs paid in the league. Then you got Stephen Gilmore. He's a good player. Janoris Jenkins, overrated. Malcolm Butler, overrated. Chris Harris Jr., not even the best teams back on his team. Darius Slay, pretty good. Casey Hayward, doing nothing to help that team. Joe Hayden, been everywhere. Jimmy Smith, okay. Trey Kirkpatrick. Look, the list goes on and on and on, man. High-paid defensive backs never pan out. Save that money. Put it on the defensive line. That's what you need. Defensive line. So we're fat at defensive line. We're good. We got a, a bunch of cap room tied up in it. Our future's planned out. We got Taven Bryant. We got Dewan Smooth. We got Josh Allen. Where's the money go? Put in your linebackers. We've seen, dude, you can have the best back seven all you want, but without linebackers, you lose to teams that know how to dink and dunk. Put it into your linebackers. Use that money. I think we're okay. I think the Jags are okay, and I don't think we're going to make the playoffs this year. But it's okay. I'm cool with that because I just see sustainability on this team. I see this team having the ability to win for the next five to ten years because of how they've managed it. And fans are not happy with that now. They're not happy when you lose generational talents like Jalen Ramsey, but it will pay off. And in reality, Jalen Ramsey probably never intended to play his whole career here, just like Deion Sanders never intended to play his whole career with the Falcons. All right, that wraps up another Jags podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, thanks for your comments and your questions on Twitter. That's what keeps this thing going, man. It's all about you guys, all about the fans. I try to hit everything, man. If I miss it, call me out on it. I do, I, I do what I can, all right? So we appreciate you listening. Appreciate you supporting the sponsors. I appreciate you giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. I mean, that's why we are the highest-rated Jags podcast on iTunes. Shout-out to you fans for that. Um, thank you so much for listening. Hey, hit us up with what you want our conversations to be. Hopefully, we get Joey and Mike in here this weekend, and we can get some nice discussion going back and forth between them. But until then, you know, shoot us what you want. Shoot us your comments and things like that. We appreciate you listening. We look forward to tomorrow's mailbag. And as always, go Jags.